A pro-abortion rapper creates shoes for Satan with human blood in the soul. Shocker. A Satanist thanks progressive Christians for helping them with their Satanic agenda. California proposes an ethnic studies curriculum that would have students chant to Aztec gods of human sacrifice. With Satan worship on the rise, we will examine the defeated serpent's strategy, why the left is fascinated by the Lord of Flies, and the idolatry of abortion. I'm Seth Gruber, and this is Unaborted. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for tuning in today. This is episode 99, so we are an episode short of 100. Really looking forward to the future of this show. Thank you to all of you who support this show, have helped us increase the production quality of this show now with my own studio. We'll be moving to two episodes a week soon, as well as professionally produced YouTube videos, very short and viral, fun, punchy videos that challenge the myth of choice and the fictional constitutional right to an abortion, and we'll be addressing all the different arguments you hear in the abortion debate in a much shorter form in order to reach people on these uh, platforms while we're still allowed to. So thank you guys. We appreciate you tuning into this show to get equipped to defend life and encouraged to do the same. If you haven't left this show a rating and review yet, please do that. It really helps us reach more people. Um, we are now over 500 uh, ratings and uh, I think near 100 reviews and that really helps us move up the ladder on these platforms, particularly on iTunes Podcasts, which is still the largest audible platform for podcasts. And that show, this show, is going to show up more and more with related content as people listen to their podcasts. And we want to reach those people uh, during a time when the political winds have changed for the pro-life movement and when the progress of the pro-life movement is not going to be covered in any meaningful or friendly way by the mainstream media. So we really need your help and we really appreciate it. Do that for us. It only takes a few seconds and you'll help us reach more people. So today's show is about how abortion is idolatry. We have a lot to talk about today. There's a rise of Satanism in this country, and while the Satanists themselves don't say that they worship Satan, it's quite clear that they do. And we want to talk about how this all relates to abortion, how it relates to the broader culture, and how it relates to the role of the church in, in literal spiritual warfare against the principalities of darkness that seek to devour children and devour the bride of Christ. And so you probably heard about this story, this individual who calls himself Little Nos X. I have no idea who he was until recently. His actual name is Montero Lamar Hill. Well, he has released 666 uh, individual Satan shoes. Now, obviously, that number is quite intentional, 666, the sign of the beast. According to a CNN March 28th article... The unofficial Satan Nikes containing human blood sell out in under a minute. Rapper and singer Lil Nas X launched a controversial pair of Satan shoes featuring a bronze pentagram, an inverted cross, and a drop of real human blood. And they sold out almost immediately. If that's not a sign of our times, I don't know what is. The black and red sneakers, part of a collaboration between Lil Nas X and New York-based art collective MSA, 
or MSCHF were made using Nike Air Max 97s through the sportswear brand. Though the sportswear brand has distanced itself from the design. So Nike's actually said, we didn't have anything to do with this product. They're actually suing this quote-unquote rapper because he put the Nike label on it while it wasn't produced by Nike. Uh, MSCHF confirmed via email March 29th that the limited edition drop of 666 pairs sold out in less than a minute. They were priced at $1,018 a pair, a reference to the Bible passage, Luke 10, 18, that reads, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Each shoe's air bubble sole contains 60 cubic centimeters of red ink and one drop of human blood. And this, this creative collective of individuals who partnered with Little Nas in order to create these shoes, a spokesperson from there, this MSH, uh, MSCHF group in New York, said that the blood had been provided by members of the art collective, adding, quote, we love to sacrifice for our art. So these are actual satanic artists who say we like to shed blood for our art. And I did some research on this group, MSHCF. If you look them up, they have an actual pentagram on the wall of their office that they sit on during their meetings to cast ideas around, right? This is the Wicca signal. This is like what individuals use when they worship Satan and call on uh, demons or say uh, satanic gods. Really, really disturbing stuff. And, and I mean, this all makes sense to those of us who are Christians, right? Because Satan is bloodthirsty, and his appetite for human blood will never be satiated. And abortion should be the greatest example of that. The blood of 50 million unborn babies are sacrificed every year around the world. And the Lord of Flies is still starving. Remember, Satan has always been behind the killing of babies. Satan is the dragon in Revelation waiting for Mary to give birth to Christ so that he can devour him. Satan is behind the killing of babies by Herod in Jerusalem and by Pharaoh in Egypt. And of course, he is behind the killing of babies through abortion today. And so this little Nos X, this in Montero Lamar Hill, is a Satanist. He's creating a sacrificial gift tainted with human blood to the Lord of Flies who drinks blood and they sell out in just minutes. And Montero Lamar Hill actually created a website with this art collective in New York to advertise his shoes. And I wanna show you a screenshot and grab of their website and talk through it with you. This, the, this Satan Shoes website explicitly portrays and celebrates demon worship and human sacrifice. You can see some of the human bodies in the background who are being devoured by demons. You can see snakes inverting themselves through the stomachs and intestines of these naked individuals. You can see dragon looking like demons with sharp teeth devouring the flesh off of these individuals. There's skulls. There's a portrayal of Satan carrying Jesus away without legs and all of this nude demonic imagery of demons and Satan eating human beings, which has sort of always been an element of a pagan worship and demon worship. And then it says, better to reign in hell than to serve in heaven. I mean, this is extremely disturbing imagery, but should not surprise those of us who serve Christ, who are Christians, because we understand that this is a spiritual battle. And Satan loves to kill those who are in the body of Christ and those who aren't, because then he guarantees that he will own them forever 
in hell. So I know this will be hard for you to believe, but this little Nas X individual is in fact pro-abortion. Shocker, as nearly every Satanist in the world is pro-abortion. In fact, back in December, little Nas X, Montero Hill or whatever, went viral for encouraging one of his social media followers to get an abortion. Daily Wire covered it at the time. According to the article, rapper and singer-songwriter little Nas X told a fan on Instagram to get an abortion. I think I'm pregnant, the fan wrote. In response, Nas said, congratulations, get rid of it. Get rid of it. And Live Action actually called him out for this and covered it at the time. And he responded taunting the pro-life organization Live Action for their coverage of his ghoulish remarks. Well, again, no surprise there. And an NPR article on January 5th says that Little Nas X says that children are his core audience right now, and that's okay. Those are his words. So, I mean, none of this should surprise you. Satan hates children. Satan hates babies. And Satan loves to kill babies. So, Satanists who worship Satan and sacrifice their own blood in order to worship him will also call for the sacrifice of the, of the blood of unborn children and targeting their messages towards the next generation, which has been the goal of the left for decades. We're going to get to some more of the educational focus of the left in just one second, but it's all the same strategy, right? It's all about reaching children because if you can get their minds while they're young, they'll serve you forever because the minds of children are not fully developed enough yet to be able to differentiate between good and bad ideas, between true and false, between reality and fantasy. And so this, this quote-unquote Satanist rapper who sheds blood to create shoes sacrificed to Satan with an inverted cross as a way to make fun of Christ says, yeah, my core audience for what I do with my music is children. According to the NPR article, reaching kids on their level has been a big part of the public persona of Little Nas X in the past year. Last spring, he did an appearance on the Not Too Late show, singing the theme along with its host, Elmo. Leading into the holidays, he did a virtual perform performance on the online video game platform Roblox, reminiscent of the Travis Scott Fortnite concert in April. But Roblox has a huge younger audience. The company says over half of its users are under 13, and the Little Nas X concert that he put on alone drew in over 30 million visits, the vast majority of which are minors and younger children. So we've already mainstreamed the sacrificing the blood of babies to Satan without their consent, because, of course, unborn children are killed while violating their choice. But now this dude, Little Nas X, whoever this guy is, is trying to mainstream the consensual sacrificing of blood to Satan. As the members of this art collective said, we all pitched in and shed our blood in order to roll out these 666 Satan shoes. And Little Nas is promoting these ideas and the mainstreaming of worship to Satan on a platform that he admits to you is focused on children. But Satan is a jealous demon and will never be satisfied. If the consensual blood sacrifice of born people is celebrated and the non-consensual blood sacrifice of unborn people is a social good, which is the pitch behind abortion, how much longer until the non-consensual blood sacrifice of born people who refuse to engage in Satan worship is normalized? Like, uh, I don't know, mm, Christians? 
Do you understand what I'm saying? 48 years of normalizing and celebrating the non-consensual sacrifice of the blood of children. And now, Satanists and social media viral influencers like Little Nas X are trying to normalize the consensual sacrificing of blood to Satan. All under religious freedom, right? All under liberty. Well, how much longer until the non-consensual shedding of blood of born people who dissent to the leftist theocracy in the religion of Satanism is normalized? Those who contradict the leftist orthodoxy, namely Christians. You know, it's in the small things that the rot grows. It might be ludicrous and strange to say that maybe our country is moving in the direction of the persecution of Christians. It would have been strange to say that 20 years ago, perhaps even 10 years ago. But now we have the Equality Act on the horizon, which would literally require and sanction discrimination against Christians who believe that all humans are persons and that there's only two genders and that women shouldn't be forced to undress in the locker rooms with men who think they're women but are probably just saying that in order to see naked girls and don't think that Christian bakers should be threatened with career termination for not baking a cake for gender transitions or thinking that women should be forced to compete against men in athletics. Christians will be targeted for discrimination if they dissent from the fantasy version of reality that the left is pushing and normalizing. So does it sound like a slippery slope now to say that perhaps if we allow these types of ideas to be planted into the soil of our country, into the soil of the young minds of the posterity of this country, that eventually we might end up sacrificing the blood of, of Christians in this country non-consensually in order to worship Satan? Sounds strange now, but we've been doing it with unborn children for 48 years. Ideas have consequences and bad ideas have victims. And if you don't identify the mold early enough and root it out, it will grow and it will take over. Well, will Christian pastors and leaders speak out against this demon worship and satanic targeting of our children? Well, probably not since they haven't done that with the satanic worship through abortion for the last 48 years. They'll likely only raise their voice when the cry for blood isn't coming from a random viral Satanist, but from America itself, crying for the blood of Christians, at which point your democratic dissent will not be possible. Well, guess what? Unsurprisingly, the Church of Satan loves these Satan shoes. I, I know, I know, it's like a day that ends in Y. In an interview with TMZ, David Harris, who is the magister for the Church of Satan, said the shoes are getting a ton of love from their church because they embrace the essence of Satanism, meaning the shoes and Little Nas X embrace the essence of Satanism. According to the article, for the uninitiated, Satanists do not actually worship Satan, nor do they believe in God or the devil, they are opposed to all spirituality and anything supernatural, and with no belief in the afterlife. Satanists emphasize being your true self, living life to the fullest, and personal achievement. Values, it says, LNX is following with his new kicks. Little Nas X is following with his new kicks. So they're very excited about these Satanist shoes. But you know, the Church of Satan has for a long time said that they don't actually believe in Satan. Maybe you've seen this. They say, no, we don't, we don't actually believe that there's a real Satan. We just support the essence of Satanism, right? This, this sort of questioning of the norm, right? 
Satan, right, as an angel, dissenting from God and, 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 and saying, you're oppressing me, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight back and, and get angels to fight back against you because we, we want to live how we want to live. That's what Satanists say that they support, is questioning the norm and living to their own pleasure and fulfillment and not having others tell them how they can or cannot live. But listen, it's been said before that the greatest trick the devil ever played was convincing the world he didn't exist. So Satanists who say, we don't actually believe that Satan exists, do you think Satan cares that they don't actually think that Satan exists? No, Satan's happy to accept their worship of unborn children who they murder and their erecting of satanic statues as sort of just emblematic and representative of the type of philosophy that they support. Satan's happy to, to accept that worship. He doesn't care that you don't actually believe he exists because we understand that Yahweh means there's one God. And if there's one God, any other small g God or idol, is simply a manifestation of Satan, right? The only other, I guess, small g, God. God being capital G and the one who is going to banish Satan forever into hell. So Satan is very excited that Satanists and little Nas X are worshiping him, whether they acknowledge he exists or not. By the way, the third tenet of the Satanic temple goes like this. It says, one's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. And that tenet has been used almost exclusively by the Church of Satan to encourage radical sexual libertinism and abortion because they repeat the mantra that it's my body, my choice, and so one's body is, is uh, inviolable and subject to one's will alone. Even if you happen to create a separate human being that dwells in your body, it doesn't matter, it's still your body, so you can kill whatever's in your body. And they use that tenet to justify abortion and have actually used that tenet in the Church of Satan to argue that abortion is a religious freedom issue for them. Because <laughs> they say, well, our religion is, is Satanism. And so it's our religious belief that whatever's in your body, even if it's an unborn human being, can be murdered because my body is inviolable. In fact, in 2020, I covered this at the time, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, in Missouri, a Satanist sued the state of Missouri, claiming that the state's abortion consent law, which required women to be given a booklet on embryology and be given an ultrasound before an abortion, that that violated her religious beliefs as a Satanist, that her body is inviolable and subject to her will alone. So what does all this mean? This means that this is a spiritual battle, and it always has been. These ideas, this worship of Satan is quite real, whether the followers of Satan acknowledge that they actually believe in the existence of Satan or not. And we must wage war through prayer and evangelism against these principalities. But we also live in a constitutional republic, right, where we've been given the freedom of self-government. So contending politically for the truth and influencing secular government in order to restrain evil is not just optional for the Christian, it's mandatory. It's one of the many ways that we love neighbor. And many times, loving neighbor doesn't mean just smiling at neighbor. It doesn't mean bringing neighbor dinner. It doesn't mean buying them lunch. It means fighting the forces of evil that seek to prey on your neighbors, namely unborn babies and children who Satanists, like little Nas X, want to target with satanic ideologies. My goodness. Now, not only are most churches silent on our country's slippery slope toward demon worship and the normalization of child sacrifice, but many of them have become advocates for the very evil we seek to defeat. And Satanists are very grateful 
for these progressive Christians. And we're going to get to that in just one second, okay? But first, if you like this show and want to hear more great content and commentary from the front lines of the abortion wars and the pro-life movement and the fight for human equality, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash unaborted. This is a crowdfunding platform that you can uh, support this show on, right? We have really fun tiers for you, like former fetus, energetic embryo, zealous zygote, sassy since conception, pro-life apologist, life defender, bane of choice, my personal favorite, abolitionist, and the baby's thank you. And each of these uh, tiers gives you different sort of perks and access to me or to content or to training to defend life. So consider uh, supporting the show. It really helps us, especially as uh, social media censorship is being stepped up against people who question the leftist orthodoxy. And we believe this content encourages and equips people to change minds, change hearts, and save lives. We'll be right back with a whole lot more. So this is a spiritual battle, and Satanists understand that. Uh, whether they sort of acknowledge the existence of Satan or not, they understand that this battle is more than just carnal. It's more than just fleshly. And Satanists are seemingly much more willing to engage in that spiritual battle and in the culture wars that many Christians are not. In fact, this viral Satanist on TikTok recently, ready for this? thanked progressive Christians for helping them advance their satanic agenda, saying, wow, it's pretty great that Christians who espouse Christianity are actually helping us further our regime and goals, which always has to do with shedding the blood of babies and targeting the next generation with dangerous anti-American demonic ideas. So here, here's this brief clip of the Satanist thanking progressive Christians for helping them. There is a wave of Christian people that I have met on this app and I have found favor among them. Progressive Christians are what the world needs right now. We both agree that religion needs massive amounts of change. Between your flawed Bibles, asinine ideals, and just outright misinformation, we've had enough. So in a Lucifer gang first, I'm here to thank you Christians, progressive Christians, for your assistance in this fight against misinformation. If you believe in God, I support you. However, believe half of what you see and believe nothing that you hear. Wow, well there you have it. An actual Satanist who's dressed up like one and looks very creepy saying progressive Christians are what the world needs right now. And thank you, progressive Christians, for your assistance in this fight against misinformation. Now, what's he talking about exactly, right? He doesn't specifically say, thank you, progressive Christians, for voting for abortion, the, the Satanist greatest sacrament that kills babies and sacrifices them to demons. Of course, he's not saying that. He's saying, thank you for helping us in this fight against misinformation. Of course, anytime a Satanist tells a Christian, thanks for your help, you should probably double check your ideas and your religion. But what does he mean by this fight against misinformation? What misinformation might this Satanist be referring to? Um, perhaps the objective truths that Satanists must label as misinformation in order to indoctrinate people, right? It's like the same thing when the left says, I'm pro-choice because of science. I believe there's 160 genders because of science, right? They're just labeling fantasy science in order to indoctrinate young people. Very same thing here that the Satanist is doing. He is labeling objective truths about human nature that come from the objective creator, God, as misinformation in order to indoctrinate people. 
And what are those truths? Well, those are the truths that the Democratic Party denies are truths. Truths that progressive Christians voted against in 2020, right? Truths about human nature, basic truths that founded this country, truths that come from our human nature as image bearers of God. Those were the truths that progressive Christians voted against. And what truths? Truths that all humans are persons and deserve the right to life. Truths that there are only two genders. Truths that children deserve a mother and a father. Remember, the Equality Act would take legal action against adoption agencies that only place children with married couples of the opposite sex saying that children don't deserve a mother and a father. Truths that minors should not receive puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and genital mutilation surgeries because they think they're the other gender and that parents who allow or support that for their children should be thrown in jail for child abuse. That truth. Truth that women shouldn't be forced to compete against men in athletics. These were all of the truths that progressive Christians voted against when they voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And those are the truths that Satanists have to label as misinformation. That's what that Satanist means when he says, thank you progressive Christians for helping us further our agenda against misinformation. And that misinformation are just basic common sense realities that all Americans have agreed on for literally decades. And truths that find their source in the Judeo-Christian worldview. Well, I would love to show this clip to pro-life evangelicals for Biden. You might remember my episode recently entitled Pro-Life Evangelicals for Biden would have supported Hitler. Every individual at that organization and people who adopted their linguistic gymnastics that they did, their theological uh, pretzeling they had to resort to in order to justify voting for the most pro-abortion administration in American history ought to be forced to watch this Satanist thank them for the next 12 hours. Listen, when a Satanist are thanking Christians for their help in advancing a demonic agenda, those Christians ought to examine their ideas and their faith. And their faith. For as scripture says, what fellowship has light with darkness? And that's exactly what this whole debate is about right now. It's not about common sense, you know, oh, differing ideas that we can agree to disagree on. It's not about a coming together of good-hearted people to find differing policy solutions to problems that we both want to solve. No, no, it's not about wanting to get to the same place as Americans, but choosing different routes on how to get there. This represents two entirely different worldviews, two entirely different Americas, two entirely different realities. And one is a fantasy, and one is grounded in objective reality. When social media influencers can worship Satan through blood sacrifice in shoes and say, my audience is children, and then Satanists thank progressive Christians for helping them further that agenda and the church is silent, something is wrong. And it's time for us to stand up against this demonic propaganda and... Uh, propagandizing of the posterity of our country. It's gone on far too long enough. Well, we're now seeing this type of demon worship just institutionalized at a state level in my home state of California. California is currently considering a bill that leads school children in demon worship. What do I mean by that? Well, in a culture of death that celebrates the sacrifice of babies on the altar of 
selfishness, money, education, and career well-being, we shouldn't be surprised when our politicians institutionalize worship to gods of human sacrifice. And now, if you haven't heard of this story right now, you're probably like, Seth, what the heck are you talking about? Well, according to Christopher Rufo at the Wealth and Poverty Review on March 11th, Next week, the California Department of Education will vote on a new statewide ethnic studies curriculum that advocates for the decolonization of American society and elevates Aztec religious symbolism, all in the service of a left-wing political ideology. The new program, called the Ethnic Studies Model Curriculum, seeks to extend the left's cultural dominance of California's public university system, 50 years in the making, to the state's entire primary and secondary education system, which can consists of 10,000 public schools serving a total of 6 million students. I mean, so obviously this is indoctrination, right, on a, on a political level, like unlike nearly anything else we've ever seen, just because of how radical it is. And I'm going to read a portion of Rufo's article to you so you understand the motivations and ideas behind this bill. And if you want to read the whole thing, go to Wealth and Poverty Review. It's called Revenge of the Gods by Christopher Rufo on March 11th. And Christopher Rufo's done a great job covering some of the critical race theory teaching that is being institutionalized in many educational sectors across the country and, and exposing that, particularly within corporate America or the government as well. So I'm just going to read you a portion of Rufo's article here because I, I want you to understand what their goal is, what they're aiming to do and the ideas behind this bill, which I will argue is institutionalizing demon worship to Aztec gods of human sacrifice. So here's what he says. Our, our, our Tolteca Cahutin, the original co-chair of the Ethnic Studies Model Curriculum, developed much of the material regarding early American history. In his book, Rethinking Ethnic Studies, which is cited throughout the curriculum, Cowton argues that the United States was founded on a Eurocentric, white supremacist, capitalist, heteropatriarchal, and anthropocentric paradigm brought from Europe. The document claims that whites began grabbing the land hatching hierarchies and developing for European whiteness, which created excess wealth that became the basis for the capitalist economy. Whites established a hegemony that continues to the present day in which minorities are subjected to socialization, domestification, <coughs> and zombification. The religious narrative is even more disturbing. Cowetin, who, who sort of developed a lot of this, developed a related mandala claiming that white Christians committed theocide against indigenous tribes, killing their gods and replacing them with Christianity. Now, of course, most of this is anti-historical, sort of just nonsense, right? The vast majority of missionary ventures has been presenting the gospel um, as the objective truth that explains human nature and all of your desires found in the person, the, uh, the Jesus Christ of the triune God who entered human history in a womb as an unborn child, fully God and fully man, and died, pulled off, and predicted his own resurrection, and now is our um, advocate before the Father and our only way to eternity if we repent. And that's just presented as an option to sort of pagan cultures. It's not, it's not forced upon them at the point of a gun. But th that's the contention of this um, author, R. Toltecca Kauhutin, who's developed much of the material in the California educational legislation um, for public uh, universities and, and high schools. Okay, so just so you kind of understand the background. White settlers thus established a regime of colonial, co colonial, co colonialty, dehumanization, and genocide 
characterized by the explicit erasure and replacement of holistic indigeneity and humanity. The solution, according to Kahutin and the Ethnic Studies curriculum, is to name, speak, to resist and transform the hegemonic Eurocentric, Eurocentric neocolonial condition in a posture of transformational resistance. All of that means chanting to Aztec gods. Okay, listen, the ultimate goal is to decolonize American society and establish a new regime of counter-genocide and counter-hegemony, which will displace white Christian culture and lead to the regeneration of indigenous epistemic and cultural futurity. Right, just a bunch of leftist buzzwords. This religious concept is fleshed out in the model curriculum's official ethnic studies community chant. The curriculum re recommends that teachers lead their students in a series of indigenous songs, chants, and affirmations, including the in Lak ek affirmation, which appeals directly to the Aztec gods. This was a Mayan chant as well that was is said to these gods um, who demanded, quote-unquote, human sacrifice whom the Aztecs traditionally worshipped with human sacrifice and cannibalism, asking him for the power to be warriors for social justice. Next, the students chant to gods, and I can't even pronounce these, uh, Quetzalcoatl, Huitzipocatoli, and Zipitotec, seeking healing epistemologies and a revolutionary spirit. One god in particular is the Aztec deity of war and inspired hundreds of thousands of human sacrifices during Aztec rule. Finally, the chant comes to a climax with a request for liberation, transformation, and decolonization, after which students shout, Panke Bay, Panke Bay, in pursuit of ultimate critical consciousness. The chants have a clear implication. The displacement of the Christian God, which is said to be an extension of white supremacist oppression, and the restoration of the indigenous gods, gods, plural, to their rightful place in the social justice cosmology. It is, in a philosophical sense, a revenge of the gods. Alrighty, well, um, is California ripe for judgment or what? Good Lord, this is the institutionalizing of pagan worship in our schools, targeting our children. All why? Because white people suck. And the Yahweh God that those white Christian colonials worship demanded theocide and genocide and slavery. And we need to replace that with new, uh, a new orthodoxy and a new religion that honors those who have been abused by replacing their cannibalistic, sacrificial gods in order to, what, honor their legacy? It's ridiculous, but this is exactly what is being pushed for now in California. And all of this makes sense if you understand the underlying ideas behind the religion of leftism, which is a religion and it is a worldview. For all human conflict, ultimately, it's theological, to quote Cardinal Bernadine. All ideas have religious underpinnings. And all worldviews attempt to answer those ultimate religious questions, such as what is man? Why are we here? Who made us and what's our purpose? Well, the religion of leftism has answers for all of those questions. They're just very different answers than the answers that Christianity has provided for millennia, which founded this country. Now, do the politicians behind this bill actually believe in the existence of these Aztec gods that they're leading, <coughs> excuse me, minors and college students in chants to, in worship to? No, I don't think so. I, I don't think that they actually believe 
in the existence of pagan Aztec gods as real entities that exist out there somewhere in the cosmos, just as they likely don't believe in the existence of God or Satan, right? Remember, the Democratic Party, which is all of the members of the politicians behind this bill, the Democratic Party has booed God at their conventions before, at literally at the Democratic National Committee. They have booed God at their conventions. Most of them, while they might say that they're sort of Catholics, just like Joe Biden says he's a Catholic and Nancy Pelosi says he's a Catholic, are not actually. Any God that they actually believe exists is a God they've created in their own image. It's, it's not Yahweh. And many other members of the Democratic Party, if not the majority, are atheists. They don't actually believe in any God. And if they're a part of their church, it's only done for political capital. So they don't believe in these Aztec gods, just as they likely don't believe in the existence of God or Satan. But similar... Um, to the uh, worship of Satan by little Nas X, right? Uh, similar to the Satanists in the Church of Satan who say that we don't actually believe Satan exists. Satan is happy with that. He doesn't care that you actually think he doesn't exist because Satan is, ex is happy to accept your worship to any God, any small g God that you create, as long as it's not the risen Christ. He's also happy to accept your sacrifices to any god but Yahweh. Make no mistake, the humans and babies sacrificed to Aztec gods were not sacrificed to any actual Aztec god. They were sacrificed to Satan, masquerading as a statue or a weather god, right? Or a crop god or a war god, whatever god these cultures worshiped and sacrificed to because they believed that they would receive a blessing in return. And honest pro-abortion advocates have actually admitted that abortion is child sacrifice to pagan gods, those who are honest. Namely, Jeanette Paris. If you don't know who Jeanette Paris is, I'll point you to her book called The Sacrament of Abortion. Yes, The Sacrament of Abortion from 1992. Jeanette Paris is sort of this pagan New Age type of individual, author, and pro-abortion advocate. And in her book, The Sacrament of Abortion, she says, I have drawn inspiration throughout this book from a guiding image, the Artemis of Greek mythology. Now, Artemis was the goddess of childbirth, which is incredibly disgusting and ironic, right? She's saying, I I've drawn inspiration for my theme that abortion is a sacrament from the pagan god Artemis, who is supposed to be the god of childbirth encouraging and blessing the procreation of new individuals. But now we murder the creation of new individuals on a pagan god who is the goddess of childbirth. Incre incredibly inverted and sick, but this is what Jeanette Paris admits. She says, it is not Im immoral to choose abortion. It is simply another kind of morality, a pagan one. It is time to stop being defensive about it. It's time to point an accusatory finger at the other camp and denounce its own immoral stance. She says, abortion is a sacrifice to Artemis. Abortion is a sacrament for the gift of life to remain pure. What gift of life? Your life, your life, so it's not burdened by a child that you probably consensually created so that you won't be prevented from pursuing your education and your career. And she says, our culture needs new rituals as well as laws to restore abortion to its sacred dimension, which is both terrible and necessary. And many pro-abortion politicians have admitted that they believe abortion to be sacred. You might remember Cory Booker in the presidential debates in 2019 before his campaign erupted into flames said abortion is a sacrosanct right. Sacrosanct. What's sacrosanct? It means to declare something sacred. What's 
what's sacred mean? It, it means to declare something holy, pure, and worthy of your worship. So abortion becomes a form of worship to pagan deities. And California is now on the verge of passing educational reform that leads students in chanting to pagan gods of human sacrifice. This honestly shouldn't surprise us, given that our country has forced us to fund the child sacrifice of abortion for years while smearing anyone who stands up for the unborn. Now, do you think maybe now the church in California will finally wake up and begin contending politically to promote righteousness in the face of Satan worship? In the face of human baby child sacrifice to Satan? The Beelzebub, the, the prince of demons, the lord of flies who prowls around like a lion looking for children to devour? And it's now being institutionalized in the state of California, which has a rich spiritual heritage of a revival. It was the church going to contend now politically in the face of this spiritual warfare? I would certainly hope so. This is the ultimate slippery slope of bad ideas that have been being promoted and watered in the soil of the culture for decades. And now we're reaping what we have sown or allowed pagans to sow while Christians refuse to engage in that cultural soil to plant good ideas and rem remind people whose idea natural rights are. Well, next, I want to discuss what all this means, all right, what we all just talked about. Social media Satanist influencers putting human blood in shoes that they sacrifice to Satan. Satanists thanking progressive Christians for helping them. And, and uh, pagan demon worship being institutionalized in the state of California. What does all this mean? And why is the left fascinated with Satan and the concept of Satanism? And how does this all involve the idolatry of abortion. But before we dive into that, if you enjoy this show and want to enjoy it visually, if you want to see some of the things that we showed today on screen and fully experience the show, head on over to YouTube, uh, Seth Gruber, A Voice for the Unborn, and hit subscribe. Click the notifications bell so you don't miss a single video and uh, help us expand our content on this medium and on this platform, YouTube being the second largest search engine in the world after Google. Um, most people absorb the show audibly and we want to make it increasingly available visually as well. As long as I can continue to fly under the radar of the technocrats at Google, we want to reach as many people as possible with the truth about life and the bigotry of abortion. So help us out. We'll be right back with a whole lot more. Welcome back to the show. I want to make this point that all of this that we've just covered ultimately leads to abortion as idolatry. And if abortion is idolatry, then couldn't the church speak out against that? <laughs> couldn't the church preach against that? Against false religion, right? Against um, pagan worship? Against idolatry, which the Bible is very clear on? I, 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 I would hope so, and I want to make the case as to why the left is so fascinated with Satan, how this presents an opportunity for the church to preach the full counsel of God and to preach the truth of the only God, the capital G God who existed before all of time and created this world and his people for his purposes and his glory. You know, I said earlier that the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. 
Because if people live like Satan and hell don't exist, then they'll live like hell <laughs> if they don't believe that hell exists. Well, that's exactly where they'll end up if they live like hell. So Satan's very excited that people don't believe he actually exists. That's more than enough for Satan. He doesn't need his worship to be given to him under his name. He's happy to go by any name as long as he receives the blood of unborn children and the worship of pagans who are treating themselves as their own god, but that's ultimately just worship of Satan. And I'd actually add that convincing people he doesn't exist was actually Satan's second greatest achievement. Let me tell you what I mean by that. I think his first greatest achievement was not in convincing us that he doesn't exist, it was in convincing us that we can be gods. And this is straight from Eden, right? This is the first lie. This is Genesis 3. This is the lie that the serpent whispers into the ear of Adam and Eve. The lie that Adam and Eve embrace and which ruined literally everything. Genesis 3, 5, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and ye shall be as gods knowing good and evil. Ye shall be as gods, the first lie, and the lie that the left is so fascinated with, because that's ultimately the trajectory and goal of the left, is to deify themselves into modern gods, put themselves on the throne of their own universe, and determine exactly how they want to live. Consequences be damned, because they're their own god. The first greatest trick and stunt by Satan was convincing us that we can be as gods. That's why the left is so fascinated with Satan. Their fascination with Beelzebub is for that original promise. And it's been deceiving men and women for millennia. Because if we are God, then we can decide who gets to live and who gets to die, right? That's only God's prerogative and decision. And if we can simply reinvent ourselves as a deity, attempt to perfect ourselves and find new ways to pursue that which every God is entitled to, eternal life. Now, there's only one God, but if we believe ourselves to be gods, then why can't we live forever? And why can't we trot on others in our pursuit of the deification of self? But the embrace of that lie at the beginning of the human story came with a curse. Literally verses later, which the left is never going to read, God says, In the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. You are dust. That's where God took man, and that's where we're returning to. And any attempt to perfect ourselves or convince ourselves that we're gods is a futile foolish attempt, for we know how this story ends, we know the progress of this story, and we know that we're all returning to dust. So abortion is idolatry because it's the logical conclusion of the first lie, ye shall be as gods. If I'm God, then everyone else exists to serve me. And if killing babies is required to maintain my status as God, then so be it. You see, abortion is merely our attempt to deify ourselves into modern gods. This is why abortion is the greatest sacrament of the left and of Satanism. You see, if we can normalize and celebrate, celebrate the sacrifice of babies on our own individual altars of self, then there is nothing else we can't accomplish. <laughs> for if murdering others for personal gain 
is acceptable, then anything is acceptable. Right? This is why Mother Teresa once said, if a mother can kill her own child, what is left but for us to kill one another? If you can kill a human baby because you have convinced yourself you're God and therefore you get to decide who lives and who dies, then you can justify anything else. Abortion is the ultimate inversion of the first commandment. Be fruitful and multiply. But it's the ultimate end of the serpent's promise. Disobey God and ye shall be as gods. Disobey God. He doesn't want what's best for you. Eat the fruit. You'll be like a god. The ultimate end of that lie is the murder of one another. <laughs> is I'm my own god, therefore I can act however I want, and I can assert my will on others if I believe it will increase my happiness in the short or the long term. Abortion is the left's greatest sacrament. It's what they worship on. This, this is what Peter Kreft, the great Catholic philosopher, meant when he said that abortion is the Antichrist's demonic parody of the Eucharist. That's why it uses the same holy words, this is my body, but with the blasphemous opposite meaning. Do you see? Do you see how demonology and Satanism takes something good, right? and inverts it into something evil, but with the appearance of righteousness. This is why the Bible says, even Satan masquerades as an angel of light. That, right? He looks like an angel. He was one. It looks appealing. It looks good, but it's not. It's rotten inside. It's a wolf in sheep's clothing. This is what Peter Kreft means. Christ says, this is my body. Take it and eat. Broken for you. The left says, this is my body, my body, my choice. Therefore, I can murder what's ever in my body because I'm my own God. It's the demonic antichrist parody of the Eucharist. Rather than man using his body to glorify God, as originally intended in the Garden of Eden, man and woman sacrifices the bodies of others to glorify themselves in their lives. And if babies become an acceptable sacrifice on the altar of my God, then so be it. That is why abortion is the greatest sacrament of the left. And this is why the left fights so passionately for abortion and why the pro-abortion movement works themselves into frenzies in order to defend the fictional constitutional right to an abortion. Because you see, if they can't abort and murder babies because it's morally wrong, then the child must have intrinsic dignity that would stand apart from whether they're wanted or not. And if the child has intrinsic dignity as a bearer of rights, right, the right to life, then there must exist a giver of rights, one to whom they are accountable and will one day be judged by. But such a prospect is too frightening to entertain because it means that they would have to tear down the throne that they built for themselves to reign on and begin treating every individual as an image bearer of God with equal rights. Now, of course, they miss out because the very thing they most fear, right? Removing themselves off of the throne of their life and acknowledging the existence of God. The thing that they most fear is that which brings the most joy, eternal life and eternal joy in the triune God who created us for his purposes and his glory, humbling yourself before God so that he can lift you up. 
but y you can't remove yourself off of the throne of your own life until you humble yourself. And nothing scares the left and advocates of abortion more than that because they'd be forced to realize what they have condoned and participated in, which is quite literally genocide and child sacrifice to Satan. Only by participating in and defending the sacrament of abortion can the left justify all their goals and aims. Here's what I mean by that. If human beings are just pounds of flesh, <laughs> we're just atoms bonking around, around in the universe, and there's no intrinsic dignity attached to the individual, then everything else is justified, right? Abortion is the ultimate demonic assault on the image of God. If you can justify killing human beings because might makes right, and this is just a war of the gods because we're all our own individual gods, then anything else can be justified. Universal health care, open borders, men showering with women, castrating little children because they played with a doll one time, or a, a boy toy that reflected a different uh, gender than they are. All of that's justified if you can kill human beings because we're just pounds of flesh and there's no intrinsic dignity attached to the individual. But abortion is the ultimate demonic assault on the image of God. Satan would kill God if he could, right? But he can't. He's already been defeated, right? His head's been crushed. We've already won. God's already won. But in the meantime, he's going to wreak as much havoc as he can. So he's going to kill babies because he knows it wounds the heart of God and hurts the very ones created in his image. It creates emotional trauma and havoc so that Satan can insert himself as the quote-unquote solution and drag them down into hell. And when the church of Jesus Christ remains silent on the state-sanctioned sacrifice of babies to demons, all because we fear losing the gospel in politics, or I'm just called to preach the gospel, I'm not supposed to be political, we don't protect the gospel by doing that. We abandon the commandments of the gospel to love neighbor and to hold back those staggering towards slaughter and allow politicians drunk on demon worship to get behind the wheel of America and drive our country 100 miles an hour into crowds of children. Children who are then aborted, abandoned to die on surgical tables, little abortion survivors that Democrats won't protect, and kids who were indoctrinated by social media Satanists and political pagans who hate God all of those Satanists are very grateful for the silence of the pulpit. Those politicians are very grateful for progressive Christians who help them further their ideology, which has always been focused on children, whether abusing them in the womb or abusing them outside the, outside the womb by indoctrinating them with ideas that find their root in demons and in Satan himself. This is why abortion is idolatry. It's the deification of the self, the worship of the self, and the sacrifice of the blood of babies that you have killed on the altar of your own God. And Satan is happy to accept that worship as he shoves those children down his throat, harms the church of Christ, and creates fear in the pulpits of America who won't contend for good in the same way that the evil side will contend for evil. It's time for us to wake up. And if churches can't preach against politics and engage in politics, maybe they can engage in preaching against false religions and demon worship, which is now being normalized in the state of California 
It's being propagated to young people by social media viral Satanists who say their platform is focused on reaching children, all while Satanists are now thanking pro-life evangelicals for Biden for creating advocates for the enemy himself, the enemy of our souls who prowls around looking for people to devour. And we can save those individuals that he's trying to devour by engaging politically and engaging culturally in order to save children while we can, while working towards ending the state-sanctioned child sacrifice to demons called abortion in this country. Well, that's all I have time for for today. Save, uh, share this with a pastor friend of yours or a pro-life evangelical progressive Biden friend of yours. Pray over these individuals. Pray for the soul of the country and for revival for us to wake up and correct the course that this drunk driver car is going as it harms children and our families and um, allowing us to promote righteousness and withhold evil in these very politically propitious moments. Thanks for joining me today. Head over to iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Give us a rating and review. Let us know what you think so we can reach more people. If you want to learn more and engage with me online, head on over to sethgruber.com, S-E-T-H-G-R-U-B as in babyboyer.com to sign up for my newsletter, to see my speaking schedule if you want to come hear me speak live and local, and to learn more. Thank you so much. Until next week, I'm Seth Gruber, and this is Unaborted.